Chapter 12 Remembering God I knew a man a few years ago who had a most difficult life. He was a successful businessman, moderately wealthy, with a very lovely wife and children who were a delight to him. His problem was his in-laws. His wife could not be separated from them, and they despised him. They also lived with him. His father-in-law was once a famous European revolutionist and Marxist. He had fled for his life to America. He was an intellectual who despised greedy, capitalistic pigs, like his son-in-law who supported him. To keep his wife from leaving him, he kept his in-laws in his own house. He paid the bills, but most of the time his in-laws ignored him and acted as though he did not exist. Of course, they made all kinds of remarks about degenerate capitalists. This went on for about 30 years. Of course, you would never put up with anything like this, would you? Then why expect God to do the same? We pay for public schools where our Lord is never mentioned. We have a nation which resents any intrusion of our Lord's concerns into councils of state. We have homes where God is never in mind. The earth, however, is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Psalm 24, 1. We live on God's property, and we are unmindful of him. We are commanded, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Deuteronomy 8, 18. But we too seldom remember him outside of church, or even in church. Now, every time I thought about my friend's problem with his father-in-law, I wished that I had the power to judge and punish that arrogant ingrate. But the thought comes to me, is God any the less outraged at our treatment of him? Has he not made it clear in his word the judgment which comes to all who forget him? Is it not time to remember the Lord, to be grateful, and to be obedient?